Be a part of the new earth. Know Jesus. Part 2 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Did you realize Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father are one? There is one God. To help us understand, let us look at ourselves. Is our body not guided by our unseen spirit and soul? Is knowledge not collected and stored in our minds by the will of whichever is in control? In other words, we walk according to the will of either our spirit man or our soul man, yet our body is one. Likewise, in the body suit of Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead, one God. Colossians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 warns, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world. These things are all of the adversary, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and you are complete in Him, in Him only who is the head of all principality and power. Jesus explains this phenomenon to Philip in John chapter 14, verses 9 through 10. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? and the Father in me. The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. John chapter 1 verse 1 reiterates the same thought. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you look in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, number 3056, You will find the definition of word means something said, a thought, reasoning, mental faculty, computation. Computation means act of computing, calculation, a method of computing. So let us look at what the word Yeshua does. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. Remembering the meaning of word as reasoning, mental faculty, computation. Let us now look at the word create, a feed as formative processes, Formative meaning, giving or able to give form, shape, mold, develop. Now we know from Scripture the Godhead speaks things into being. An example is given for all to see in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, 
he voiced his will. Let there be light. The word reasoned or calculated the formula, fed the calculation as a formative process to the Holy Spirit to fulfill the command. And there was light. Likewise, the word, when called upon by mankind in prayer, will reason or calculate an answer or solution that will comply with the will of the Father to meet the need, and the Holy Spirit will bring it to fruition. Unfortunately, our intellect is based on knowledge that cannot fully comprehend the Godhead. We therefore have mental difficulty understanding who Yeshua, or Jesus, really is, thanks to Eve. She was fed knowledge and words based on lies from the tree of good and evil, the adversary himself. His mental faculty is inferior to God's. Therefore, his calculations produce inferior mental processes. This faulty thinking, fed to evil spirits, to carry out his plans, is the knowledge the world has evolved from. The enemy's erroneous thoughts fed to mankind through Eve forms our intellect and guides our minds. The consequence of her sin is universal, placing all of creation at odds or out of harmony with God. Our culture, the world systems around us, are also the result of this knowledge. There was nothing creation itself could do to thwart the influence of the enemy. Only man had been given dominion over the earth and all on it. In the beginning, all was well. Their decisions were derived from the mind of Christ. But they forfeited this privilege, giving dominion to Satan. Romans chapter 8 verse 20 therefore tells us, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, that one day man would choose the word, the tree of life, over Satan. This hope is found in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 5 through 7. Therefore, when he, the word, Jesus, the Messiah, came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, of animals and food, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. You see, the body of Jesus was sacrificed as the Lamb of God, as a sin offering for all the sins and curses Adam and Eve brought on themselves, the worst being corruption and death. At the same time, there was another huge issue to be settled. It was a battle between the knowledge of God, the Word, and the knowledge of the adversary, Satan. The battle was over who had the right to influence the mind of mankind. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 gives us the outcome of the battle between the Lord and Satan. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, the enemy, triumphing over them in it. God had a plan all along to restore man. The plan would begin and end with the word. 
This blast is being written for the point I make now. The powerful Godhead was embodied in Christ to bring salvation to man and reshape them to His image by reconnecting them to the mind of Christ. God would fulfill His plan through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 explains, That is, that God was in Christ, Jesus, the Word, reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, and verses 48 through 49. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, the descendants of Adam and Eve. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly, those that died in Christ and resurrected new creatures, and fed from his reasoning. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, reshaped, molded, developed by his workmanship. Today, the Word is once again dwelling among man, this time in a much larger body, to further the plan of restoration across the earth. The 144,000, seen in Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 9, form the head and body of Christ. Direction and guidance comes through them. The great multitude that could not be numbered in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, are those that make up the ones that will have a part in establishing the culture of God's kingdom. These walk in truth from the mind of God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 sums it up this way. For unto us, fallen man, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, or his head on his body, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Again, one God. The Word, through this body, is found in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. For the Word of God is living. He allowed Himself to be sacrificed for our sins, then rose victorious from the grave, the victor over all that is defeating us. And powerful, He made a spectacle of the enemy, and sharper than any two-edged sword, much sharper than Satan piercing even through the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Man may not know him, but he knows them. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory, His mind, His thoughts, His ways. 
yet many do not even acknowledge Him. To refuse Him is to refuse God's will and ignore His well-calculated plans for our restoration. Also, without Jesus, there is no viable personal calculation pertaining to our lives to solve our personal problems, or, on a larger scale, to restore the planet and all on it. Jesus plainly said in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We must choose to feed on Christ's thoughts or mental process for restoration. Romans chapter 6, verses 3-8 through eight, gives us the blueprint to God's plan for man's recovery. Or do you not know that as many of us, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into His death? Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. When God brings an end to the enemy's world to restore His kingdom, those found in this condition will be given eternal life. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin and have to die. For he who has died, in baptism, has been freed from sin. Is this not exciting? Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him and be mentally reconnected to Him. Revelation chapter 14 verse 13 Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on or died in his death at baptism. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, their own dead works accomplished through the knowledge of the enemy, and their works follow them, because their works are now only what the Lord has called them to do, and he shares the thought process of how with perfection to perform the task. They entered his rest. In closing... To many this blast may be very fundamental, but considering there are millions of people that do not know the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, or that God even has a plan to bring man full circle back to the garden, we wanted to introduce the one who holds the keys of David. He opens doors no man can shut, and shuts doors no man can open. The door to salvation, the door to restoration, the door to eternity. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end, and only because of Him do we have a chance against the enemy or hope of renewal. Let us close with these scriptures. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11, 13, and 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war.
He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, his own to wrap around fallen humanity. And his name is called the Word of God. And he has on his robe, really to receive us into it, and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation chapter 21 verses 4 through 6. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he, who creates all things to fulfill the will of God, who sat on the throne, said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. The plan is completely calculated. I, Jesus, the Word, am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. The invitation and opportunity is there for all.